I'd heard about prostate cancer. Most men have. I even knew about the heightened risk for black men, which, when adjusted, means that it affects one in three of us. One in three. But this was only meant to happen to old men. Other men. (laughs) That wasn't until it happened to me. I couldn't make these stories up. These are the stories, the good, the bad and the unbelievable about my prostate cancer journey. So strap yourself in and let's go. Episode 6. Decisions, Decisions. So I sat there in the room of death and looked at two brown envelopes in front of me. These are the two options you will need to choose from. One is the prostatectomy and the other is radiotherapy and hormone treatment. The radiotherapy and hormone treatment have to be taken together, not separately. Do you have any questions? The nurse asked. I just shook my head no. Please take the papers home and have a read of them. I have made another appointment for you in two weeks time. Here is my card. Any questions, just give me a call. And with that, she left the room. I wasn't expecting a a shoulder rub of her to hold my hand and pat it and tell me that everything was going to be okay. I don't know what I was expecting, but this was very, very clinical. I don't know what I needed at that time. It wasn't until later on that I realised that she couldn't have done or said anything else. We left the hospital in silence and on autopilot, got onto the train. And it wasn't until we were sitting on the train that we opened up the envelopes. Annette read one envelope and I read the other. I'd look back and I'd think I was surprisingly okay. I read and reread the contents. I read all about the prostatectomy and I read all about the hormone treatment and radiotherapy. There were basically three choices. I could have the radical operation or the prostatectomy as it's otherwise known. I could have the hormone and radiotherapy treatment or I could do nothing at all. And as I would go on to find out later on, a number of guys chose to do nothing at all because as one guy said, quote, I've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, but I love sex too much. So I've got to take my chances. It was almost like selecting furniture from... Ikea, what are the pros and cons? Will it fit in this space? Does it go with the colour scheme? The radical prostatectomy is where the whole of the prostate is removed by keyhole surgery using the robotic da Vinci machine. The machine assists the surgeon in making the precise and minute actions required during the operation. Unlike years before, where a man would be effectively cut from left to right with a 10-inch incision. The da Vinci machine only requires five small incisions for the drip, the instruments and the cameras, and a slightly larger one around the belly button for the final removal of the prostate. Apart from the normal hazards associated with any type of major surgery, i.e. some flesh-eating infection, a doctor leaving a couple of instruments inside you, or waking up and realising 
there'd been an apocalypse and you're fighting flesh-eating zombies, or maybe even the wrong organ had been taken out. You should only require a night in hospital with keyhole surgery. With the hormone treatment and radiotherapy, however, I would need to take hormone-suppressing tablets for a few weeks, months before, and possibly long afterwards. And then in the middle of that, I'd have the radiotherapy. Hormone therapy. Hormone therapy works by either stopping the body from making testosterone or by stopping the testosterone from reaching the cancer cells. Prostate cancer cells feed on testosterone. Most of the testosterone is made by the testicles. A small amount also comes from the adrenal glands, which sit just above the kidneys. Testosterone is responsible for many of the male characteristics. But if you're unfortunate enough to have prostate cancer, it can make the cancer cells grow faster. So the idea is, if the testosterone is taken away, the cancer will normally shrink, even if it's spread to other parts of the body. However, the hormone therapy on its own isn't enough to cure your prostate cancer. You will need the additional treatment of radiotherapy to make the whole treatment much more effective. There's three types of prostate cancer. There's the localised, which is still contained within the prostate. Locally advanced prostate cancer, which is where it's spread to the area just outside the prostate. And advanced or metastatic prostate cancer, where it has spread to other organs and possibly your bones. Additionally, there is prostate cancer that has come back after the radical surgery. Hormone therapy can be delivered in three different ways. Injections or implants, tablets, or very rarely there is surgery to remove the testicles. Injections or implants are used to stop the body from making testosterone in the first place. They work by blocking the message from the brain that tells your testicles to make testosterone. The implants or the injections are as good at controlling the prostate cancer as the surgery to remove the testicles. The injections are injected under the skin or into the muscle. This may be in your arm, abdomen, your thigh or your buttock, depending on the type that you're having. Implants may be given as a small pellet that is placed under the skin in the abdomen and slowly releases the drug. How often will you receive injections? You have the injections at your GP surgery or local hospital. How often you will need them will vary on the type you are having. Some men will have an injection or an implant once a month, while others have an injection every three or six months. The side effects for hormone therapy are numerous. When you stop using the hormone therapy, the side effects should improve as your testosterone levels begin to rise again. 
but the side effects won't stop straight away, unfortunately. It may take several weeks, months, or even years. And even for some men, the side effects may never go away completely. Hot flushes are a common side effect of hormone therapy, where you have a sudden feeling of warmth, intense warmth, and before you know it, you're sweating profusely. This can go on for a few seconds or even a few hours. You may suffer from extreme tiredness, fatigue. It could come on suddenly and affect your energy levels, motivation and emotions. It may mean having to rearrange your day when you know that you can be the most physically active. Hormone therapy can make a number of changes to your sex life. It could cause low libido, erectile dysfunction. It could degrade the quality of your orgasms and it may affect the size and the shape of your penis. You may also put on weight while you're on hormone therapy, especially around the waist. You may lose some muscle tissue and observe a reduction in strength. You may also get aching muscles and joints. Hormone therapy may also affect your concentration and your focus. You may struggle to remember things. There may be some breast swelling or tenderness. Now, you're not going to grow a beak up, but you may have some moobs. You certainly may be a bit more flabby in the breast area and experience tenderness. You may lose your body hair. You may also find that your bones are thinning. This is more of a problem with long-term hormone therapy than a short-term course. Hormone therapy may slightly increase your chance of developing other health problems, such as stroke, blood clots, heart disease, type 2 diabetes. And in the documentation it said, you may experience mood swings and burst into tears for no reason at all, or feelings of anger from nowhere. Some men experience low moods, anxiety or depression. Now this could be caused by the hormone therapy itself, or it could be caused by the overall prostate cancer diagnosis and the fact of the other side effects having a negative effect on your lifestyle. Now these are just the side effects for hormone treatment. The radiotherapy adds another set of side effects. What I didn't realise at the time though is that later on, maybe a few years down the line, you may require a repeat treatment or a new treatment altogether because of a reoccurrence of your prostate cancer. Would it have affected my decision? No, but at the time I just didn't know of the likelihood of having to receive another treatment. For some men, because they have underlying health conditions, the prostatectomy is not an option and they will be looking at one of the other treatments that doesn't involve the removal of the prostate. If you've had one of the other treatments, such as radiotherapy and hormone treatment, and there is a reoccurrence of your prostate cancer, it's very telling in the name of the surgery to try and remove the prostate afterwards. Radiotherapy has a tendency to fuse the prostate to the bladder wall and the surgery to try and remove the prostate after radiation therapy is called salvage surgery. And because of the nature of the damage, it may well be that the nerves cannot be saved. One of the things that 
I regularly inform men of is that prostate cancer recovery or success is based on how quickly it's treated. You have to be proactive rather than reactive regarding prostate cancer. Prior to the early 1980s, if a man had prostate cancer and he was having the prostatectomy, he would be 100% impotent afterwards. We owe the whole nerve sparing technique to a doctor called Patrick C. Walsh, who discovered in the mid-1980s that the nerves responsible for a man's erection are actually outside the prostrate and not inside it. For radiotherapy, the list of possible side effects may have been a little shorter, but they were just as daunting. They include painful urination, a burning or stinging sensation when passing urine, tiredness or fatigue. There'll be a a noticeable lack of energy, but it may settle while the course is continuing. Urinary frequency or urgency, so needing to pee more often and needing to pee more urgently. Diarrhea, stools might become loose or watery and more frequent. In extreme cases, you may need medication to control this. You may have a sore rectum. You may have inflammation of the rectum, which can cause bleeding. Latest side effects include impotence and continuing minor bowel changes, stools remaining loose and more frequent. Later on, you may additionally suffer from a urethral narrowing, which results in a decrease in urinary flow. And there's an extremely small chance that you may develop another cancer near to the treatment area in up to 10 years' time. You will need to change your eating habits and drinking habits to help lessen some of these side effects. There's a list of drinks to avoid, such as caffeinated drinks, coffee, tea, energy drinks, orange and grapefruit juice, and alcohol. Not that I had a problem with those things, but the list just seemed to be never-ending. So for me, I had the two choices, and the lesser of the two evils seemed to be having the prostatectomy. I figured I'd take my chances with incontinence and impotence being the two main side effects compared to the list for radiotherapy and the list for hormone treatment, which I saw as one was going to make me impotent and incontinent, or possibly, and the other one was going to definitely turn me into a girl. I did make the choice early on, but I would sit and really try to convince myself, was that the best option? And for me, it was just the best option out of two really bad choices. I did speak to a few people regarding both options. For some men, they didn't have the option of the prostatectomy because of other health issues. But one of the guys that I spoke to that had the prostatectomy, we spoke for about 20 minutes and he mentioned the catheter being uncomfortable. He said that the prostatectomy was hard but not impossible, it was okay. And regarding sex, he said, yeah, that's no problem at all. But every guy is different. Every guy is gonna react different. 
every guy's prostate is going to be different. You may recover very easily, or it may be a little bit more difficult. Nobody really knows until you're on that operating table. It's down to the skill of the surgeon. I thought I was making the right choice, given the choices before me. I wouldn't say speaking to anyone convinced me one way or another, because I'd, I'd pretty much made up my mind, but what could I do? I certainly wasn't worried about it. To me, there's no point in worrying about something that you don't know. You don't know how you're going to react. You don't know how damaged your prostate is. So it was pointless worrying about what could be, just that I needed to do this as soon as possible. And I would take everything else as it come. I could have not been tested. I could have not insisted on having that health check and that doctor that asked me about doing the PSA test. So there was a lot to be fortunate about. There was a lot to be happy about. So it's off to the prostatectomy we go.